0: of Talking the Terror. We have on season two, we have on deck tonight the episode titled Taizo. Some interesting revelations about the origin of what we know as the uh, the terror, as the supernatural formation of the terror. Uh, With me, I have my co-host Kinte. Kinte, how are you today?
1: I'm doing good. I'm very happy to be here.
0: I'm I'm actually feeling a little bit out of sorts today. Just lots of stuff, nothing uh in particular, so if uh if if I need a little help, I'm going to lean on your shoulder a bit. Just uh-huh. letting you know that in advance. Uh-huh. Um okay, so I, I'm I'm just going to dive right into what I thought about this episode overall and I I'm going to give this the highest rating of all of the episodes so far. <clears throat> Number 1. It it was just, it was a great reveal. I I feel like I sort of already understood some of this stuff that was implied, but the way that they revealed it was phenomenal, just absolutely amazing. I loved it. Um, I also felt that it was very well written to be understated without giving us just, you know, everything hits you over the head with it there was a lot that was going on in this uh in this episode as it both related to chester and as it related to as i've spoken about before uh, the eastern mythology cycle of the different supernatural pieces that we're seeing and it's quite an interesting take i really really enjoyed it so what what did you think
1: no i thought it was uh very good i um was very into it Um, excuse me, I think this is a time to, in fact, do this episode, you know? Um, Because then it gives, I think, like, what, two more episodes left to where they can, you know, wrap up this season. So uh, I I think that um, I I think they did a good job with this one.
0: You know, it's it's funny because um, although I I was kind of waiting for what maybe our sort of mid season reveal would show us uh, in terms of the, the origins of what we're looking at, I almost half expected that to come even a little bit later. Um, And I, I have to say that I'm actually pleasantly surprised and and happy about the way that they did this now because i feel like there's still enough story to tell around uh chester and um and 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 everybody basically that that going forward we have so much more armed information but i i I sort of want to go through a bit of how we learned what we learned so both the the people that I was watching the terror with uh and myself sort of knew that it was going to be something different because it opens not with our usual cast of characters which I kind of liked um and the 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 way that things sort of progressed made you sort of understand that there was something bigger happening here than maybe we had even anticipated in the beginning. Although I have to say point blank, my uh, assumptions about what was really happening with Yuko are actually were wrong. So although uh, maybe, you know, little pieces of them were sort of uh, founded, um, I definitely had the, I had the wrong idea. I did not, I didn't see this coming. What about you? Did you at all see any of that coming?
1: Uh, in a way, yes. Um I mean this was definitely a uh a, a revelation, <laughs> uh pun intended. Um and I thought it was very impactful and, a, and, and the performances were amazing by the actors actors involved. Um so I don't know if I was really like surprised, surprised, but it, it definitely was one of the, it one of the better episodes, if not the best episode. Mm and um, even if I were I was not surprised I still enjoyed it quite a bit
0: from a production standpoint just you know cuz I always have to sneak that in there um, what did you think about how the how the episode itself was produced cuz I had some sort of wow moments in this episode
1: yeah it had very striking visuals it uh it you know it it very gave the aesthetic of it was awesome as it has been all season, and so that that never was one of the the, the show's issues, and um, I I just think that they did a great job with it.
0: I um, I mentioned to the people that I was watching with that I felt like I was in the beautiful serene garden that uh, Kill Bill takes place in, I, and you know, and there's just this sort of juxtaposition between the absolute horror that you know is going on as the backdrop and the serenity and beauty of the Zen garden. And, and it was, there there was something so, uh, interesting about that in particular that I wanted to go back and look at it again and again, in some of those, those uh, standing shots. So it makes it look like it's out of uh, like a postcard almost. I mean, it's just absolutely gorgeous, but underneath it. I, oh, well, let, let me, let me sort of go backwards here. <clears throat> what did you think about the, the, the actual story that is sort of transparent, porting us, I think, into what we know is going to be the last two episodes. Um, We have Yuko, right, who is at this point still, as far as we know, at the end of this episode, able to get through that portal. And, And clearly now, it seems like maybe that portal is closed for her. I, I don't know if you came to the same conclusion that I did, but it seems like it's been like now that portal's been closed off for her because when she went through at the very end, it seemed like she went through it and then it closed up completely. Did you see that as well?
1: No yeah, no, it did, and it that was that was something that was a, a little surprising in the episode um but uh and it first of all, what a great visual right. That it, it looked pretty awesome
0: yeah so so we know that, that basically they 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 tried to i'm going to use the word exorcism they tried to do an exorcism of uh of yuko and it didn't work right it completely failed and and i i have some i have some sort of ideas about why it may have failed um but my my gut feeling says look you know yuko is way more powerful then I think even I understood from the very beginning. And I really did think that she was powerful from the beginning, but she had the ability to basically kill the person, the spirit that brought her through and, and then take over that entire uh, place and then go to find Chester. It also explains why Yuko was so absolutely adamant about having Chester's children because only her blood can make it through that barrier. And she is very much searching for the ability to be the mother again. I, there's, there's, There are so many different complex layers of things that were happening there that it was, I think, easy to overlook the very human um, and deeply sad story of what happened to Yuko why she was so ostracized, and then what happened to her as a result. But the other piece of that is Chester's mom and dad are also caught up in the middle of all of this. And, you know, I've heard on multiple fronts, one, well, of course, they should have told him, why didn't they tell him? And then the other no that's not how it's done uh in japan for sure you don't that's not something that you do um that that saying these kinds of things uh brings about a kind of um i'm gonna call it bad luck it's it's really more like a curse um that you don't reveal those things and then i've heard from people that say well i mean look Th- they moved from Japan, they came to America. It seemed like there was no reason that the past would follow them and catch up with them. So, uh, you know, why wouldn't they just keep it secret? It, 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 it's funny, I heard a whole bunch of those. What What did you think? What was, do you think that Chester's mom and dad did the right thing by not telling him? Or is this sort of a case of, yeah, the past always kind of catches up with you?
1: I think you can, I hate to, you know, I, I know you want a, definite answer but this is one of those situations where you could say both is correct mm. you know it's true um, on one hand you know like I I can totally understand why they wouldn't say you know
0: totally yeah I can get, too
1: but you know the past you know what you do in the dark what they say will come to the light so you know um they did it not for malicious reasons, of course, right? They did it because they felt like they were doing the right thing by by their um, child. So, you know, it's one of those situations where as a parent, as you, um, you know, I'm not a parent, but you're a parent, you have to make decisions that you feel believe are in the best interest of your children, which may break their heart down the line.
0: Right, and it is actually kind of interesting that at the heart of a lot of this is the parent's protection of the child. That we, we start the entire series, The Terror, with will Chester protect his unborn child or, you know, d- does he actually try to get rid of the child? And what I find fascinating about all of this parental protection is the there are so many little elements along the way that don't really, at least I don't feel like they're being judgmental as much as they are being uh, very they're, they're being cast in a light of th- there are things that happen as a result of your choices and those consequences whether you think that you understand them all or not may be really big and so be careful of the choices that you make and again it's not I don't think it's judgmental as much as it is Hey, you know, there's a lot of different ways for these things to turn out, and I feel like we kind of got a little bit of that with Yuko in the uh, in the brothel where she was kind of counseling Chester. I, I feel like we got some of that. Uh, it, it, there's just been so many little pieces like that, but, and also uh, in this episode when we had uh, uh, Chio, where she basically she's the one that brought Yuko in, and she also had some very interesting things to say about choices. The choices that Yuko had made, the choices that uh, that were made on behalf of her. These are all things that play into your life and it's not, you can't run from them. You can't escape them. I, I, I sort of love that about this. Um, I, I, I also wanted to get your sort of opinion, I guess, on what, how did you think that that interaction between Yuko and uh, Chio played out?
1: Um, you know, one thing I, I thought, though, about the way that it played out was that, you know, through this whole season, we've been basically waiting for this episode in a way. Right. Right. So this is um, not the penultimate episode, but it's it, it's uh, kind of you know you can almost say it is the penultimate episode. Two, if you count, if you think of the last two as like the finale, right? One big finale. It's, it kind of feels like it. So getting that the way that you know getting this moment, um, I think was huge because you know as we only have two what two episodes left, right?
0: Yeah, there's only two episodes left.
1: Um, this was perfectly placed, this, um, you know, that scene. And I felt like that it lived up to kind of where I, I felt like it was going. Like, didn't you feel like it was going there the whole season?
0: I, I, you know, it's funny. Of course, I, I think I did really think that this was sort of where we were going to end up. However, what I was surprised about was how little, um Sort of foreshadowing, I was able to pick up on that really came to fruition um that and I think a lot of this has to do with something I said very early in our podcast uh it, back in season or in uh, episode one or two, which is I'm not equipped to sort of understand and extrapolate the mythic structure of Eastern superstition of eastern legend of eastern uh stories as they are told even though they are told to a western audience um because we still have a lot of western cues in this uh in this series too i mean there's plenty for us to sort of you know sink our teeth into for sure but the but there are quintessential aspects of this which are definitely very eastern and they don't always line up with my okay, this is what I think is gonna happen. So while I totally believed that we would get to this supernatural revelation where obviously we knew something was going on very early, but where we would see sort of what was really behind the scenes. I don't know if I really expected for it to be quite like this. I mean, there was the stuff about the babies and yes, Yugo wants the babies. Why does she want the babies? What does this kind of mean? I don't think that I would have guessed that Chester was actually her child. Um I I I just don't know. And I also feel like Yuko has been extremely hostile not just to Chester's dad but also to some of the other men and whether that is because she just basically, you know, has a basic a real difficulty now with any man or because somehow they were also peripherally related I, I don't know did you catch any of that
1: no I mean I got to give you credit because you really see things that that I hadn't seen so um no I didn't
0: well the the other the, the other thing that I think is kind of important is from the shape shifter uh part of the story the yuri right no. What I think is important for us to remember is that in some ways, the Yuri have a a kind of um, there's a kind of strong correlation between what is happening in, in the terms of their scope of power and what is happening in the world at large, because I think that the it would be a mistake for us to now just pick up on the idea that this is just a completely supernatural story. And, you know, because the backdrop of all of this is the horror aspect of the real world and the Japanese internment camps and what is being done to these people whole cloth just because they were Japanese, not having done anything wrong at all. And the, there is some kind of almost um visceral connection between the stories that kind of it it transcends the worlds and yet at the same time it feels like we have two very separate pieces running um so that you know not everybody who is touched by chester is actually touched by the supernatural part of the story but everybody who is in chester's world is touched by the horror of the real life events that are taking place, right? Does that make sense?
1: makes perfect sense.
0: And so I think in that way, the terror becomes kind of uh, an an interesting story on multiple levels. And, And it's easy to see why people think that it works too slow. But I also feel like that is sort of the, that that's a quintessential aspect of telling a tale that that has so many different levels. I, I don't know if necessarily this is like, you know, okay, this is the best story that to, to give people to say, hey, you know, you should go watch this because there are so many different pieces involved. But if you can really dissect it, it's actually quite good at the core. And I know you and I have had our sort of disagreements about whether the the show works or whether it doesn't work. But, and I keep thinking that actually it was last episode that was the pivotal turning point, not this episode. This episode was great as as an explanation, but I think that it was last episode that things became sort of the turning point. Like, I'll give you an example. Of all the questions that I sort of have in my head, the biggest one is why did you go have to travel in that duffel bag in order to get to Chester? Where or not where did, why was that necessary? Hmm. Was it because she was closed off from that portal world or was there something else happening there? Because remember when she meets up with Chester, the, the end of last episode, um the the last episode before Taizo. Um it it actually was her in the most grotesque form because she was basically almost decomposing. And I, I keep wondering why was that necessary if she had this other world to go back to where it seems like she could heal and regenerate, right? This, do you know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah. Um Do you think it's purpose or that just was like a cool ass visual?
0: No, I think there's actually a purpose behind it. And this is in this instance, I either was not paying attention close enough to something that has transpired previously, or there is some unknown element that I have not made the connection with that that is still to be revealed. Because it it is clear that she had to come a very long way in in that body. And perhaps this is part of the whole shapeshifter um, experience, right? It's not just one level, it's multiple levels. And maybe that's what part of this is about. But I I can't quite put my finger on why that needed to happen. I just don't know if you come across anything, or if you have a theory, please let me know. Because I'm definitely sort of struggling with that just a little bit.
1: Mm. That's interesting, though. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, it's so crazy, though, because there's like so many things that you could, um, you could uh, attribute to it. You know,
0: the the one thing that I keep going back to is there is a scene where she has to basically fight her way uh, from the up up to the earth, right? She, we see her basically digging through her grave and then the camera flips and you can tell that reality has now shifted from whatever was the spirit world that she was in to the real world. And I mean, she literally climbed out of her grave. That, that was freaky as heck.
1: It was, it was.
0: But that seems also to be pretty monumental in the sense that if then she had been closed off, uh, you know, and maybe, maybe, I'll just throw this out here, maybe what happened is during the exorcism, she was thrown back into that garden because that was basically the, because that was the point of her origin. And if that's true, and she was back in the garden, she already knew how to exit the garden. Um, I, and maybe that's why? I, I I don't know. I'm I'm still very much uh, confused by it.
1: Hmm. No, I don't I... Dang, that's, you bring up such great points. <laughs>
0: I'll, I'll, I'll have to really think about that. Maybe I'll even go back and watch this episode again and see if I can try to piece some other things together. I, I feel like this is actually something that comes from another episode and not this episode that I've just overlooked. But we'll we'll see what we can find out about that. I, I, I also, I also want to talk uh, about the end of this uh, episode. It, well, toward the end of this episode, when Chester confronts Yuko, and and boy, when he sees her basically try to pull another child into the grave, that was really super interesting. But when Chester confronts her, what what did you how did you interpret that uh, interaction?
1: When uh, Chester yeah who, uh, confront, I mean, like I mean, I just took it for it as as it was. Like he was he was trying to uh, intervene.
0: Do, do you think that on some level uh, and this just seems to continue to be in the forefront for me uh, there's there's a level here of chester's accepting the yuri which feels almost innate to his character now he's had several run-ins he obviously accepts that this stuff is real and and yet at the same time it is it's so interesting that that he still doesn't seem to quite grasp how much this affects him not that it isn't personal to him but how much it really affects just him I, i i wonder sometimes if that is very intentional or whether that is just sort of a um a remnant of something else because it it feels like Yuko is confronting Chester in a in a way like saying, see, this is the reality of the situation. And Chester acknowledges it, but then at the same time backs away from it. And I, I find that so fascinating, like to understand that you are the child of the very ghost spirit, whatever you want to call it, the shapeshifter that is haunting you and and obviously caused the deaths of several people that seems pretty big that seems very big and and also the other thing that i think we should definitely pay attention to is it is very clear that yuko or the yuri has a kind of power that allows them to possess multiple people or People in rapid succession, because the at the end of that episode, not this episode, but the one prior, where Yuko basically climbs out of the gym bag, um, Yuko had possessed uh, the 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 guy who held him at gunpoint, who held Chester at gunpoint, and made him drive.
1: Right.
0: So the. the this is all sort of a fascinating piece. Oh, you know what? I think I just got it. Uh, okay. okay. So uh, so Yuko can possess anybody, right? But not anybody could go through that portal. Only Yuko could go through that portal. And Yuko could only go through that portal with blood of, that was hers, her blood.
1: Right.
0: And so it does seem to me it, like it would make sense that Yuko would, would need her body somehow to meet up with Chester if she was going to have any chance of pulling any other child back through that, that portal through that into back into the garden. Because I kept thinking, why does she even need her body? If she can possess multiple people, why does she even need her body? But that is why, because only she can get through that, uh, that portal. And now that's gone. Now that world seems to be gone for her. You're right. Am I wrong? Her, it, no, no, you're, it's,
1: right. you're right. And it's almost like she's displaced. Yeah,
0: right you're now. Right. Now I feel like she's, you know, completely discorporal. I mean, like there's something maybe
1: even. I think part of her thing is that she wants to get back to there.
0: I, I think, see, I think that part of the reason for her telling us over and over again, I am a mother is that that is the only identity that Yugo has left the only identity that she has is i am a mother and, and it explains why she cannot hurt chester and it explains why even though she can hurt anybody else around chester she cannot hurt chester's blood it's the reason that she didn't want the uh the the midwife lady to give lose uh, loose the 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 potion that would uh bring on an abortion. We don't even know if whatever was in that might have if it maybe it wouldn't have even worked in the first place, but we know that Yugo was punishing her. And th- there's some those pieces seem very um they seem very intricately and well woven into the story, but it didn't I I think there's a there's some other sort of small layer in here that I Am either missing or not quite kind of grasping, and that is, if Yugo's ultimate, uh, if Yuko's ultimate desire is to bring someone into mother, then it then it only makes sense that she would stay very close to Chester, because only Chester and Chester's blood could be what she could bring through. But now. I don't know if she even has that capability. Does she have that capability? I don't even know. I guess we don't know. I guess the end of the last ep- or this last episode sort of left us a little bit hanging, but it does seem like she could be quite a bit more desperate.
1: Yeah, and it's going to escalate as this story goes along. I
0: I I don't know that sometimes I think telling a story on multiple fronts is uh, it can be very confusing. And so while it can also be done right over, you know, a a successive series of episodes, there is a little bit of a rushed nature to having uh, eight episodes and telling such a sweeping story. It's, It's actually very daunting when you think about it. And so some of my criticism from the beginning of the series where I felt like they moved a little bit too fast, I think I understand why they moved too fast. But I also wonder if maybe this was a little bit too much story to tell all at one time. It just feels like there's a lot happening.
1: Oh, yeah, it's quite a bit. I don't know, man, we'll have to see how this all shakes out, but it won't be exciting.
0: So I wanted to ask you one more question before we try to wrap up uh, this episode here. And that is, from your perspective, do you feel like the do you feel like the connection between the spirit world and reality is clear enough for just about anybody to sort of understand it or do you feel like it's too blurry?
1: I think it's I don't know about too blurry, but it's somewhat blurry. So I don't know like I think that's the, the problem with this whole season is that it is uh, it just you know um, I don't know that it, people can follow it like maybe other shows you know that they love.
0: Well, I'll I'll say this: I I personally really love all of the different places that this series is going. There's mm-hmm. so many sort of. Uh, depths and layers to explore and things to sort of go back and take a look at and understand. And I mean, they did some very masterful storytelling in this. There's no doubt about it where I think that it needs a little bit of improvement in terms of how it is perceived going forward is there is, there's a sense I think of um, story clutter That is, things are important, but they don't get the attention that they deserve because we are so quickly on to whatever the next thing is or distracted by something else that's happening. And if you want to pay attention to what was sort of important about some of the uh, of the past events, if you now go back and watch episode two, three, four and five, You'll see a lot of things which will make sense because they revolve around Chester's mom and dad not having all of the information about you go to begin with um, and and not knowing some of the stuff that happened, but also in just sort of the general keeping secrets from each other. Which all of a sudden those things sort of stack up and make sense, but it now it takes a lot of retrospective understanding as opposed to people being I think used to and uh, and comfortable with uh, a slow reveal but a very detailed reveal. So uh, you know for audiences I, I don't I just don't know if the if this works in the way that they maybe would like it to work, um, but I think it's got that potential, right? Do, do you know what I'm saying?
1: No, I mean th- this show started out with so much potential, you know, and I think in some in some ways it's kind of, it's um, wasted, you know. Um, but you know what? Um, I'm glad that they made this. You know what I mean?
0: Well, it, I think I, I think the effort to create something different was not a bad one. It was phenomenal, but. But there is also, I think, maybe a cautionary tale going forward for shows of similar caliber. Mm -hmm. Look, if you want to tell this kind of story, unfortunately, you are going to need to be a little bit more or I should say a little bit less opaque about your storytelling and perhaps, you know, counterintuitively, Try to throw things in that are a bit more transparent because they don't feel like after talking to people who watch this show, that they really get what's going on. It, it's, it, it's like if I point it out to them, they'll say, "Oh yeah, I pointed out to somebody that the whole point of having the garden with the sands that are basically you know the corrupted sands is this is the only path that you can be on." this is your true path and in eastern philosophy that's a big thing being on the path is a it's a it's like a, a huge metaphor for a lot of other philosophical pieces and you know when you say that to someone they'll go oh yeah i totally get that i see that i see that but i think that if you don't have this sense of, look, this isn't a riddle story. It's not Westworld where we're like trying to puzzle things out ahead of time. You know, it's, there's something elementally that is not happening here for audiences. And I I don't, I, I, because I think, you know, from where I come from, I want more stories like this to be told. It right. so, It is such a good it's, it's actually a good marriage of historical stuff that we really should know about and good fictional storytelling. And but in order to get audiences to buy in, I feel like we need to sort of have an open and honest discussion about how to clue people in so that they get hooked and stay hooked.
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the main goal, I think.
0: I I know this has been sort of a, uh, and we're not even done, so you know, not not, we're not dismissing anything, but it it has been kind of a rocky, bumpy, uh, series so far in in especially in this season, but I I'm still firmly convinced that it's actually really good, so we'll we'll I guess we'll try to see what happens in the next couple episodes Mm -hmm. and see if even better things happen. I suspect that that loose we're not done with loose i i suspect that there's all. yeah that there's still more to sort of be done here and i also suspect obviously that yuko is we have not heard the last from her so well i guess we'll see so uh, in closing is there anything that you want to say about this episode that you felt was
1: uh no it was just a very very good visual episode um it was very it was entertaining and i'm um, looking forward to the last two
0: yeah me too i definitely am too i'm I, i'm actually i think looking forward looking more forward now to the next two episodes having seen this episode because i definitely feel like there's some interesting things still ahead so so having said that kinte how can people find you on social media
1: they can get me at kintef on twitter and Kente Ferguson on Instagram. And of course, the website is indyradio.org. And you can find... Oh, f- radioorg
0: Oh, sorry. Say that mm-hmm. again.
1: Indyradio.org.
0: And you can find me on Twitter at following bliss one Or you can check out my websites at critical laughs.com and moviesmakethemeal.com. So until next week, we'll see you then.
1: Peace.